Hello, back again with another episode of Thoughts with Miles, my podcast. This episode is going to be my writing journey, which is a pretty exciting one. Um, my backstory in my writing journey is a couple years back, I had to do creative writing, which I hated until I started doing writing that I actually enjoyed, which I think was a Stephen King type of stuff, which was, like, scary, suspenseful stuff. Um, a couple characters in my stories have actually been based on stuff that I've written. Um, I wrote An Invasion of Aliens on Earth, and I think something about a stampede in a zoo. Um, I wrote something about Tuesdays with Maury for school. Um, yeah, I just, it's, it's a really creative thing that's really easy to do, um, to kind of tell you what I've done is I've written two scripts in a year and a half. Um, different genres, definitely, from the first one, but the first one is action, adventure, sci-fi. I think the second one is more action and adventure, or sci-fi and adventure, but, um, my... (laughs) something dangerous about being as creative as I am is your sleep schedule is kind of shot as far as writing when you get into the rhythm of it. So that's just something that I love to do is write and get my ideas out of my head on paper. And sometimes they're really cool ideas. So what do you like to do with those ideas? What do you I know you have two scripts. What do you plan on doing? Do you ever see a short story or a novel? Or what do you think the future will look like? Um, For the future of writing, I see mostly short stories, not really a novel. Uh, novels are really... Well, for the type of writing that I'm going for, it's kind of hard to write a full novel. Because you have to write something for a specific length of time and it it just takes so long to write a novel it's like I'm gonna have this really good idea and I'm gonna expand on that idea and I'm gonna have another good idea expand on that idea you get this entire thing and then (laughs) your publisher is like well you can't use any of this (laughs) so rewrite the book and I'll (laughs) And I'll tell you when it's good enough. Um, How about a series? A series of short stories would be pretty cool to do. Um, There's a YouTuber that I watch. His name is Matthias. And he's writing a book series and short stories. Um, And I can't remember the style that he's writing in, but... He takes an hour a day to sit down and write, 
incorporate whatever he can. He has he has the struggles that every writer has, which is just coming out with an idea, deleting it because you hate it, and then getting it back in, and then it's it's a vicious circle of of writing something that you absolutely love, and then no, that doesn't fit into the story, and then well, maybe it will. So he makes himself write an hour a day whether he particularly likes what comes out or not? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I don't know really how far he's gone. He hasn't really done an update yet, but it sounds like a really cool idea. It's a book called Battle Universe. I think it's about a universe at battle. I don't know. That would be a safe assumption. (laughs) Yeah. um, But I just, I completely hated creative writing when I first started. And I'm like, I'm now so invested in writing that it's kind of second nature to me. Well, I remember I would give you writing prompts and it, you know, would have probably nothing to do with what you were interested in. Mm-hmm. It would be, you know, imagine you go through a walk in a park on a snowy day. What are you going to see? And I mean, you're like, really? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think my brain is kind of wired for that thing because I like to go for the bigger aspect of writing, which is more detail in the world that you're creating. So if you're doing a writing prompt I'm not saying that writing prompts are wrong but they're just not for everybody yeah and if I I found out that I wanted to make stories about a bad guy chasing a good guy (laughs) and I found that really interesting I remember the first thing that I wrote was about a white van chasing two kids. I remember that. And, um, <laughs> I think I called the town, like, Upside Down <laughs> City or something. <laughs> and, um, they had to run to that city to find help. Um, so yeah, that, I think that's the earliest thing that I've written so far and I feel like I've come a long way of really developing my characters and finding out the genre that I really like to write that's another part is you have to find what you love to write because if you're writing something that you hate you're not going to want to finish whatever you're writing right it'll be a paragraph you know the barest paragraph you can do about (laughs) the assigned topic absolutely like, I'm not a huge fan of U.S. history, and I'm going to have to write essay upon essay upon essay about U.S. history. Not necessarily. We'll see. <laughs> and I could write about other times in history all day long. I could make stories about history all day long. Um, yeah, my advice to a writer would be love what love what you're writing because if you don't you're not you're not gonna love writing at all and um 
that's my journey. Not all of it, but another part of my journey was... Well, another story that I wrote was about aliens invading Earth. And I have a character named Commander Ryan in one of the scripts that I have. And looking back at that story, that's definitely where he came from. Um, He's written as a tough guy that can save the world. Something that I actually just thought about now is why not take one of those old stories that has definite characters that that I have in different stories and make kind of a backstory part of it. Okay. So where did Commander Ryan come from? Okay. I was going to say... I was going to say tell your audience a little bit more. You mentioned that you've written scripts. What is your plan and hope for for those scripts moving forward? Well, my plan (laughs) is to make them into short films. Um, My dream is to get into a college, double major in cinematography and um, writing or screenwriting, as the professionals call it. I know that it's going to be difficult. It's not an easy path to go down. But I'm not really one to give up on a dream that I have. Already it's been tough. You have these great scripts and finding cast and location is a little bit of a problem that you've run into. Yeah, I wrote these scripts well before Corona happened. So I've tried to find cast for a year? Yeah. A little bit less. And I was hoping to find cast that could play every character. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I have a friend that's going to join me. And just make the best of it. Because I know that with movie making you can't jump out of the gate with the full cast and money in your back pocket and you have to think creatively I think you're almost there as far as casting on your uh, first script uh, just one more hole to fill Oof. So. Yeah. yeah and oh then, and location lo- if location. anyone knows of a <laughs> a great empty building type thing that he could use uh, that would be great I basically have my first half of the movie set, if if the people agree to it. But right. um, the second half, do I even have the ARP in, in the first one? I can't remember. Um, I don't think so. And Corona has just completely messed uh, yeah. with. There's a couple places that you've considered, and then you call them or go on their website and uh, everything is is closed up. Restrooms and meeting rooms and conference rooms and um, you can be outside and that's it. So (laughs) having a little bit of a a tough time making a a setting for the script. Yeah. Location is just being a beast right now. Um, I don't really want to wait anymore but 
I might have to. Well, do you remember you sent me that video to watch, and then uh, your friend that you mentioned said something similar, that when your big project doesn't go the way that you are anticipating it, have a lot of smaller projects in your back pocket um, to, to pull out and work on. So do you have that? What are some smaller projects? Yeah, I do. I do have a decent amount of smaller projects. I am trying to film some skits. I just need one more thing to finish my props. Uh, luckily, Amazon is a thing, so you can get that. Not a sponsor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but there's been a decent amount of money put into props and stuff for skits. This skit is about time travelers that go visit their dad. I... It's it's a very rough idea. I don't really know where I'm going to go with it. That's that's the best kind of writing. It's just going with it. Like <laughs> from my personal experience, I'm like I have this written. It's pretty good. Now, I'm going to make this and then write the second episode. See how that does make the second episode, film it, make the third episode, whatever. However many episodes I do depends on how well it does. Um, Your last skit that you put up, um, for considering that you're still a relatively unknown YouTuber, did very well. Mm -hmm. um, and even a couple months later continues to have um, views trickling in. Yeah. Um, I think... An Another cool idea is doing skits of situations that I've had in real life. Um, like what? Just like conversations that I've had with people. F maybe funny conversations or um, the friend that I've mentioned. His name is Rich, by the way, so shout out to him. So we don't have to keep calling him the friend. <laughs> but, um... Make skits about movies. Or he loves to hunt. So maybe do skits about hunting. Um, Would you do a, a parody? Or a farce? Like, <laughs> something hum humorous, almost poking fun at something? or? Yeah, I would do that. Um... Uh... I actually just thought about that last night, and I'm like, maybe I should do a skit about small talk today versus 2019. It could be like, small talk in 2019 was like, oh, how about that weather today? And small talk now is like, oh, coronavirus cases have gone up today, so that still sucks. <laughs> um, or something like I saw a meme that was... Um things that you hang from your rear view mirror in your car and um you know in the 70s it was air fresheners in the 80s it was 80s it was you know fuzzy dice in the 90s it was i don't know cds or whatever and now supposedly everyone's hanging a face mask from their rear view mirror so you know i think one thing that would do well in skits is is things that we poke fun at mm -hmm. you know, that we find yeah funny so i think everyone probably needs a little bit of that comic relief right now yeah, everybody's just so wound up. I think that's what made my video so popular for 
how small of a YouTuber I am is just the comedic relief. It yep. was, I think it was right when people were like, oh, stuff is still shut down and all I have to do is stuff around the house and there's people yelling and screaming in other people's faces and... Clearly you struck a chord with people somewhere because, you know, it, it's continued to um, to do well. You haven't had... It, it, it has surpassed any of your other videos as mm -hmm. far as views, so... Yeah. I think I've found my niche of YouTube, which is all the creators that I see on YouTube who are like, you have to find your part of YouTube and make it your own. And yes, there are going to be other creators that are bigger than you, and they're going to be making the same content, probably better content, but find what makes you happy, what gets views, and what eventually leads to money. Well, because everybody started somewhere. Even very well-known YouTubers nowadays didn't start out and immediately go viral with, you know, their first video. It's everyone mm -hmm. starts somewhere. And I think that's very wise advice. Uh, talk about, podcast about, make videos about things that are your interests. Yeah, like right now, I feel pretty firmly that skits, specifically comedic skits, are what are popular right now. Maybe that one was because it was around the time that stuff was shut down so badly. I, I really don't know. So if you were to say, okay, that did well, and I'm pretty good at it, what would be another comedic skit that you could... Well, like you said, poking fun at... Um, let's say different types of mask wearers. I saw that. Are you an ear hanger? <laughs> are you... Like when you're not using your mask, are you an ear hanger under the chin? Um, you know, so yeah, things like that. And I know anyone that's listened to your um, first episode of your podcast knows that focusing on corona is not something that you want to do so you know i'm sure there are things that you could find that are humorous about other topics yeah another thing that i was thinking about doing is um doctor's offices today like you see a doctor and a patient and the doctor's like you have a you're gonna die itis <laughs> and then you go to the front desk and you ask what's your bill and they're like Thirty billion dollars, <laughs> or hypochondriacs. Yeah. Someone who's always, you know, what do you think this means? What do you think, you know, this I mean, bump, this ache, this, you know. I know that's not really a joke, but right. It could it could be funny. Yep. I always think, you know, personally that pets do well, but. Um, I did that one video about ten facts about dogs. Right, but I'm thinking videos of your pets not videos about pets of my pets what, what do you mean by that well like if we had been able to video the one dog we have getting in the pool the other day and actually successfully laying on the dude getting on a pool float by himself I feel like that's kind of long past like 20, 2010 YouTube oh, oh okay funny pets is 2010 YouTube I'm sorry kind of yeah <laughs> That's how YouTube started out. Did you not know that? I did not know that. 
think the first ever YouTube video was the creator of YouTube going to a zoo. Oh, wild. Um, what, we've kind of digressed off of writing into <laughs> YouTube, do you have an author that you would say is a favorite or, you know, to be cheesy, inspirational to you? I love Rick Riordan's books. I started listening to The 39 Clues. Um... funny story is I did not hop right into the first book it's actually the fourth book and then I backtracked to the first book and still loved it didn't you find that the fourth book didn't make sense um a little bit but I was also really young when I was into those books so I'm like okay, it's it's these kids going after a clue hunt. I think it was a book in that series that did a lot of explanation, again, to I, the story. I, I agree with that. I know that 39 Clues does a lot of backtracking and reminding you of who so-and-so is, so you, you could read one and have it stand alone. For some reason, I didn't realize that um, Rick Riordan didn't write all of the 39 clues really it's it's a couple different authors actually um which is interesting another author that i liked i think it was only one of his series was um gordon corman yes and he did um masterminds Mm -hmm. i loved that book series um Obviously, Percy Jackson. Yep. <laughs> well, you're getting ready for... Oh, God. Tell them what you're getting ready for. I'm getting ready for the new Disney Plus series that Rick Riordan is personally um, supervising, because <laughs> he called the movie adaptation garbage and a disgrace to his life's work. So I'm like, he's, <laughs> he's personally supervising the re-release. I believe so. Yeah. Which it's, is... it's not a movie. It's a... Sure. S- TV show, I believe. Looking forward to that. Because I didn't hate the movies, so I'll be curious to see how the... The movies weren't bad. They took the characters from the book, because Percy Jackson is, in the very first book, is 12 years old. And they made him, like, 15. Yeah. At least. 15, 16. Yep. Like, wow. Yep. And he looked nothing like he was described in the book. So, I would notice um, when you read, um, you've got a wide variety. Like, um, you're on your, what, second time through Tom Sawyer? Yep. Um, so you, you'll do old stuff as well. Yeah. But not... Not... I don't read specific or a lot of old stuff. Um, Tom Sawyer, I heard about, and like, well, it's an old book. It's going to be the 18th century <laughs> history. Why do I want to, why would I want to read about that? And then I, um, got it from Audible, again, not a sponsor, <laughs> by, uh, Nick Offerman. Okay. Yeah. Narrated by Nick Offerman. And 
just the way he sounds I know it's the production of it but he sounds like he could be from the 18th century right I know that's just how he acts or voice acted in the book but he sounds like he could be from the 18th century well that goes to show what a good job he did of oh yeah of the voice acting Mm -hmm. if you've ever seen him in Parks and Rec he is that (laughs) serious mustached man that doesn't put up with a lot of crap yep so so right now you have two scripts waiting you've Mm -hmm. got a skit that we're still (laughs) we're waiting yep waiting for something um do you see the skit turning into a series or episodes or yeah i don't know i don't have a lot of it written um i want it to turn into a series um again if it doesn't get views i'm gonna keep doing it because it's a good story so in my mind views don't really control what i make good so what would you say your next views big and likes? project is you have an idea for next big project or are you just resting with what there is and doing some small things right now I think my next big project is... I I really don't have a big project. I have a couple ideas that could be a big project. But, um... Not really anything that has been written so far. Maybe this time traveler thing could be a big project. I know, again, anyone that's listened to the first episode of your podcast, one thing that we ran into last year was balancing work, school, social things, and this very strong urge in you to um, write and get ideas out. Do you think that that's going to be a little bit easier with some of the other responsibilities? Yeah, yeah. now that I basically quit my job, um, right now, because it's summertime, I don't have school. Um, for school, it's kind of a built-in thing. Yes. Where I have time to creative write. Um, definitely with my job not really in my lap right now, I have so much free time. And some of your social, your extracurriculars mm-hmm. are only slowly starting yeah. to start up again. Yeah. So you, you have quite a bit of yeah, I do. free time. Yeah. So, lots of good opportunity to be creative right now. Would you ever do a, I guess, an autobiography? I know it sounds really cliche, but in one of the shows that I watched, you you know, she was going to write, and it comes up again and again, write what you know. Would you ever write your actual, not not necessarily like your life, life story. but anecdotes or humorous things or... Like, or is that not something? Like a get-to-know-me book? Yeah, almost, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. That didn't sound it's, terribly it's, enthusiastic. <laughs> it's an interesting <laughs> thought. I don't know. Life of a small-town boy that... Mm-hmm. Writes. Well, when you look at someone either famous or that you're getting to know do you ever wonder what made them that person yeah 
the mm -hmm. dynamic of them with their family and in their community. I mean, yeah, that would be like a chapter for each of my siblings and my parents. There you go. And then the rest of the book would be about myself. Exactly. A whole bunch of chapters <laughs> about you. <laughs> you are the star of the story, all, you know. So. Yeah. I'm not that self-centered, I swear. <laughs> um, maybe? I feel like my life hasn't taken off yeah. yet. So, I don't want to say my life isn't interesting, but wait until I maybe get into college and then start on that for maybe release a series of short stories or short novels that are like here's what I learned in film school part one the good thing about people that do do something like that is you can, you can address all the things it doesn't just have to be this cute little story about your life you, you know you can address sibling conflict or yeah. I disagreed with my parents about this or I made this bad decision yeah so I don't know just a thought yeah I feel like I want to write something and get it out into the public and be like here's what I've written give me construction constructive criticism if if there's a an online site that i could go to i'm fairly certain to write and i'm fairly certain share that is, stuff this is with. the time that you're going to find the online yeah you know it would take some looking on the internet but i'm certain that there is yeah yeah just I know this really isn't, like, my writing journey. Well, it was supposed to be, but then it started <laughs> to be about your videography yeah. as well, so. So maybe I could be, like, the title of this episode would be My Hopes and Dreams for the Future. Mm-hmm. Because um, even with a lot of stuff shut down, you have a lot going mm -hmm. on that, you know, that you can work on in some of this free time that you've been yeah. doing. Writing just it takes up a lot of time and a lot of my life when I had a lot of stuff going on like work and extra stuff so it was nice to have that scheduled time of here we're gonna write like in school yeah in school yeah. well and like you said fortunately unfortunately some of it hits um, at night, you know, you lay oh, down, God. it's quiet, and... Yeah. Um... Yeah, when I was writing my scripts, I would <laughs> fall asleep, have a dream, wake <laughs> up at midnight, two o'clock in the morning, and write, and I would literally toss and turn with ideas in my head. And again, with school not going on right now and stuff that's not a huge yeah deal you know if, the, if that's what well right now i'm not really writing anything either so well maybe you should keep going on some of your i should i um scripts I so you've to. got more than one episode ready well i do want to film my two movies right now so 
Yeah, but you gotta keep writing. Yeah, I do. So you've got stuff on the back burner. Yeah, I have three projects going, which is a good amount for right now. So that's it. My hopes and dreams slash writing adventures. Sounds good. Sounds like a fun adventure for the future.